This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 145. The Winu uh, Strategy Guide. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. All right, Hunter. I'm ready. I'm ready for this one. Oh, I, 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 flashbacks to my days with Xcha and like, oh yeah, everybody knows it's kind of like a slightly weaker faction, but like we're gonna unlock their full potential, right? And that's that's space. Right. Ca- space Cats is all about unlocking the true strategic potential of these factions. It's you know we're known for our big scary brains and how terrifying <laughs> they are with their big uh-huh. bigness. Uh, so today's Winu, like I'm ready for it, man. I'm so ready. Give me. Give me that awesome trick that nobody knew about Winu that existed out there uh, that that we can now pull off for like a win every time. Win every time. Okay. Um, welcome to the most skippable episode <laughs> of the show. How about that? How about I'm just going to ignore your bit, your fake, <laughs> fake little bit, where you, where you, you compare the task of making a strategy guide for the extra, <laughs> a, a, a faction that lots of people like, lots of people enjoy, that we have documented video footage of extra performing well and winning games in high stakes situations. Hey, I've seen Winu win in two tournaments now. That's true. And every time it lights the community on fire, it's an unbelievable, it's like the beginning of Lion King every single time. Like everyone just gathers and is just astounded with the majesty of a Winu Winu. Don't do that. We're going to get copyright stricken. Okay. We, that already happened to us recently. Okay. I don't, do not let the mouse hear you say that. He, he is not joking. He doesn't mess around. He does not mess around. Okay. He wants to buy every, we've already done. I forgot. We already did jokes in the past about us being bought by Disney. Didn't we do that? Was that on another show? Something like that. Okay. Well, so, it's uh guys, it's hard uh to play them. Uh it's hard to make a guide about them. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna just say this and like I know I'm about to offend I know exactly the people I'm going to offend with this, but <laughs> let's just be real. I just wanna be an adult for a second and just say out loud once that every time Winu wins a game, it's a fluke. Let's just be <laughs> honest, okay? Let's just call a spade a spade and say that every time someone... They're awesome. It's cool. When the people that have right. won win, that's awesome. And they're very... And they're good, but also kind of a fluke, yeah. right? Like well, literally both, not right? supposed it takes to happen. Both. It takes a person pulling off really slick, crazy stuff because they're very good at the game. But even yeah. that is not enough for no, a normal no. win. That's what no, wins you no. games as Sardak and Extra and Arborek. Right, yeah. is I'm really slick and I pulled off some cool stuff. Winu is I'm slick and pulled off stuff, and the other people were sleeping. They forgot. They yeah. they, they took a nap in round five, and uh, yeah, got got to get away with some stuff. Let me know. So, like, if this sets some, if somebody gets set on fire, I want to I want to throw. Oh, we're down gonna a get gauntlet. we're gonna get a rata for for anything we say. Oh, in this sure, episode. go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> C- come get me. Okay, I'm fearless. I've been doing this a long time. Okay. Uh, 
you gonna have to send me video of you yeah. and you're gonna have to verify that you're the same person yeah. in both or what however many videos you come up with of you winning against players that I know that play the game that have played before. Okay. They can't you can't just go get your grandma <laughs> or all your grandmas and be like, play TI4 with me. I want to prove this guy on a podcast wrong. No, <laughs> that's not gonna be acceptable. Okay. You all have to show me IDs. Okay. Yeah. I have to see lots of video footage okay. of you making a winu winu happen more than once. Yeah. Okay. It has to be a repeatable yeah, not, situation. Not, don't show me the fluke game. Show me the yeah, thing where you win with them all. Do often. not bring me Santa Christmas Ooh. Land. So, okay? okay. Two things. One is the, I think the perfect uh, example of this is in our pre errata, which we do for this. You know, our, pa- our Patreoners of the show get to kind of like mm-hmm. give us thoughts before we record this episode. My favorite one is from Imsen, where he was giving advice, but then at the end he said, But I've only played Winu once, so I don't know. I'll shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is most people's advice from Windu is like, hey, listen, I won a game one time as them because I only ever played them once and this right. worked. <laughs> like that's what this Winu's- is not like Muat. Yeah. Okay. This is not like a faction where it's like we're gonna dunk on it, but lots of people like to yeah. play them. Nobody even likes okay. to play as Winu unless it's literally just like a because you're a troll because you're R Wise. And R Wise yeah. is a little troll and he loves it. <laughs> R Wise is okay, no. I R Wise no, is not the, a troll. He's the perfect kind of troll where it's like there- you never discount him. <laughs> There are yeah okay that's fine. Um, he he's a he's he, he's is the, good the only person troll. that I will give credit for, <laughs> for their... being able to pull off a Winu victory. Yeah. that's it though. After okay. that, I don't know. Yeah. Um, the the other thing is we are saying all of this from the five and six point perspective. Every single thing about Winu is different and the opposite in three and four player games. So well, I'm sorry this that this not died. A f- is not Somebody needs to make a Space Cats Peace Turtles Junior like a show about four players. Four and cats, I'm not three turtles. <laughs> yeah. No. Wait, what'd you say? I said four cats, three turtles. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody go ahead and do that, and I won't even be a guest on yeah. it. You know what I mean? I'm going to ignore its existence, but go ahead and make that. Go that ahead. is so That's unfair, funny. and you're going to get, we'll, we will get actual ire for that comment. <laughs> I no, I don't. I I I don't care. I do not like playing six player, and I'm and I'm four done player, yeah. pretending I would ever do that. Yeah. yeah. Like. Um. Okay. Well, let's. Or, get, yeah. Yeah. Four player. Yeah. Jesus. Six player, whatever. <laughs> let's. Let's. I'm get sorry, into guys. It. We we made a Winu guide today. Yeah. All right. We, I'm, we, we, and I'm, it's took hot. a lot out it's of us. Hot. <laughs> I feel it's it's sweaty. Okay. If you're listening to this in the future, it's the summer. It's not good. It's not a good climate right now yeah. to be writing. To be doing the thing that you don't like to do with your passion project yeah. that you care about. <laughs> it's a dark day yeah. in TI history. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's let's do the breakdown of their stuff. Uh, it's not a lot. There's not much stuff here. Um, they start with a single carrier and two infantry, the dreaded 1C2I. We hate it. That's very bad. Awful. Uh, bad. Not good. They also bad. only have one cruiser. So they don't even bad. have three capital ships. Not good. Ships. That's bad. Bad. Yep. Bad. They have a PDS. That's that's a saving grace. Just a tiny that's one. Fine. And they have two fighters, uh, which is fine, right? Minimum okay. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Minimum okay, but <laughs> um, and the, it's the one cruiser and the one carrier that kills me. At least one carrier, two cruiser. Yeah, come on. 
or a cruiser would, and a destroyer. That would still be bad, but it, yeah. that would be something, yeah. you know? Yeah, it, it, it sure would help a lot. And and we made this joke last time we talked about Winu, but the meta, literally one of the last, like the last paragraph of their sheet is about how they had a mass, they built a massive fleet to go take Mechatol Rex because it was mm-hmm. their destiny. And uh, whoopsie doodle, we, we, we yeah. missed that. That's not quite what happened. Um, right. But Hunter, t- tell me about their starting tech because it's the weird one. It's super yeah. Weird. So they pick they pick whichever one they want of the 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 four available level zero mm-hmm. tech. So you can pick anti mass, sarwing, neural, or plasma scoring. Yeah. Or maybe I should rephrase that. You can pick anti mass neural or sarwing. Yeah. Those are your choices. Right. All right. three. There's of them. really zero reason for Winu to take plasma, and there's very little reason for them to take neural. I did it a long time ago in our four player fourteen point game. And hey, at least neural is good it. though. At yeah. least neural is good. Yeah. At All least right? it's just I'll a get, good I'll, tech in general. I'll I'll let you argue it. I'm not gonna let I'm not even gonna listen to someone argue <laughs> that you know what I mean? Yeah. That's I'm not going there's I'm not going there. down that road. No, but Majin is better now. No. Right. No, not like that. It's not. Yeah, yeah, not with actually. This. Majin could be cool. I'm starting to talk myself into it already. Can we <laughs> start over? Renew. Can we push this one down the road so they can <laughs> test plasma? No, just kidding. I've already played Winu enough for a lifetime. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That's how everybody feels after a Winu game. So that's that's the other problem with this guide is this is a guide for no one because no one opted <laughs> into playing Winu. Like- but we're still gonna get errata. That's the funniest thing to me. At least just. Uh, anyone that gives us a router, please just be honest of how often you play Winu. Yeah. And it's fine. I, I don't mind. Go ahead. Send in the okay. errata. And Every say, like, errata by the way, requires I never a five-star rating of how much you actually care. <laughs> <laughs> five being I really care and one being like, well, it doesn't. this is nothing to me. This is just errata right. I wanted to give you because we're all having fun here. I need yeah. that context. <laughs> I'm into that. I'm, I'm totally into that. I love that. Uh, they also have a planet that is a three, four. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give, them, system, I'll give yeah. them the at least their home system is a single planet uh, thing. If they had a double planet home system in this game, with the thing that they're supposed to do, that would be the worst travesty of all. Is like the idea that I have to also defend two planets at home while trying oh, to God, that send so everything sad. to Megatol. I will complain about the home system though. Yeah, go um, ahead. Right now, uh, three four it's is weird. good but annoying. How did you be good and still annoying? So we 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 don't have four, so we can't get tech round one yeah. just off the home system, and also like. It could be worth a command counter early game, except for it's a four. So what we're gonna waste an influence? Yeah. Well, Not we're gonna burn three resources. Your... Yeah. It's... Yeah, like it's. <laughs> it's good for. I mean, I know why the four is there. Yeah. Uh, the four is there so that you're good in agendas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you will be yeah. if uh, if things go correctly, but well, or the, or other. you won't be or if you things do. don't go correctly because as you'll <laughs> might, find, everybody out, might this... hate you. <laughs> Yeah, and things might not go correctly. And if they don't, then a lot of this isn't going to apply. This is a very like, I mean, basically (laughs) this guide is like, uh, hopefully it goes well. And then if it goes well, here's some things to maybe keep it going well. But if it doesn't go well, I don't have a lot for you. Right. I'm yeah, not going to bother telling you what to do if like things don't really go that well and you get screwed. Let's like, break down their abilities so we can kind of explain that point of yeah, like totally, your vanilla totally. factions. So you have two abilities, blood ties. You do not have to spend influence to remove the custodian's token from Mechatol Rex. This is like the important mm-hmm. ability. This is the one that matters, right? Yeah. And then yeah. your other ability is Reclamation. After you resolve a tactical action during which you gained control of Mechatol Rex... Only that system, Mechatol Rex, uh, you may place one PDS and one space dock from your reinforcements on Mechatol Rex. This is notably after the production step. This is at the end of your action. 
you do this. So you do not get to build out of that new space dock. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of, lot of dissonance here yeah, already. Right. You know what I mean? Like we, the abilities are all about Mechatol Rex. We get to pick whatever starting tech we want. But obviously, like, if we don't rush for Mechatol Rex, these abilities are not mm-hmm. even going to kick in. I mean, Blood Ties, literally, if, if the custodian token gets taken by somebody else, you, that yeah. ability is gone and it didn't do anything right. for you. Right. But yet, for some reason, you could start with plasma scoring. Like, what is that? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why is it like that? <laughs> like, that's well, and the other ability, so strange. the other ability is an ability you get and then don't use for a round. Yeah, right? like when yeah, you yeah, pop totally, that totally. ability, you don't also you don't get to do anything. Oh, or right, like yeah, warfare or whatever. Like, that's yeah. worth noting because somebody messed that up in the uh, game I played recently. That's going to go on the YouTube this week. Um, is whenever you build your freebie space dock on Mechdal Rex, you do not get to produce out of it. It is after fully after the production step. So yeah, it's, it's the end of your of your super action. bad. So um, not good to go over the rest of it. Their flagship is the Salai Sai Corian Corian, uh, and it is you're when, saying it right. Yeah. When this unit makes a combat roll, it rolls a number of dice equal to the number of your opponent's non-fighter ships in this system. So conditionally good. It's an eight cost seven combat. So it's not a it's not two on a seven. Obviously, it's x amount on a seven versus whatever you're doing uh and then the rest of the basic stats move one capacity three um i would put this at like mediocre level flagship can be could be bad though here's the problem with it is at best it's mediocre at best it's rolling a bunch of sevens which sevens Mm -hmm. that's only a 40 percent chance to hit so that's i mean 40 percent chance isn't horrible I'm, i'm not gonna sit there and do that but it still is you know if depending on what you are up against it's it just doesn't always matter. It doesn't, and it's non-fighter. It doesn't save their game though. Let's yeah. let's just say that. Like, right. It, it doesn't, doesn't save their game, anything. and and also can be trolled because yep. of the non-fighter thing. Right. Like you could easily troll this and make it right against a, against Nalu. Like the, you can't do anything. This is useless yeah. against like a Nalu faction or like a, a heavy fighter soul or whatever. They're gonna wipe the floor with you. I haven't seen a lot of it, but I I do rem- I, I wasn't playing as winning, but I, and I this is a vague memory, and I don't know if I. There's a video I can refer to of this at all, but I can remember someone literally being like, "Oh wait, I'll like not bring this." Yeah, right. <laughs> and now the flagship will be worse. Like them literally right. just kind of doing the calculation right. of like, "Oh, I could kind of rig this to make it I, not yeah, as exactly. effective." Um, it's like yeah, like with destroyers. Like basically, your opponent has no reason to bring extra destroyers because they're just giving yeah. you an extra seven when they only get a nine or whatever. Um, right. It's certainly just not a flagship you build unless you get Unveil Flagship. It's that it's that kind of a flagship. It's that class when you position, get Unveil yeah. Flagship, you're like, you know what? This isn't the worst thing in the world. I can score that. Um, right. But you're not building it for any other reason. Uh, they have three commodities, so average, middling. They're the what? The only faction that got a nerf to their uh, trade goods from oh, the transition yeah. to TI three to TI four. They used to have a single uh, trade good trade agreement and a three trade good trade agreement and everybody else had their trade agreements converted into the exact total of their commodities and for some reason winu got nerfed <laughs> it's weird to me too because yeah. they i feel like they should be a four commodity yeah faction, yeah it would make it would make a lot of sense for them to be able balance to balance it out a little bit yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about their faction tech love it uh your first one is uh, requires two blues it is a Lazix gate folding during your tactical actions. If you do not control Mechatol Rex, you treat its system as if it contains both an alpha and beta wormhole and a secondary ability of, as an action, if you control Mechatol Rex, exhaust this card to place one infantry from your reinforcements on Mechatol Rex. Hunter, parse those two abilities out for me. 
I think that it is somewhat useless. Yeah. And maybe there's edge cases where it could be useful. It's an interesting ability because it feels like it's just do, it's doing two slightly different yeah. mediocre things. I think the thing that doesn't make the most sense about it is the fact that it's too blue. Right. So it's so we're deep. talking about a situation where you have galaxy dri- or, yeah, gravity drive or uh, gravity drive, gravity drive, galaxy drive. What is that? <laughs> you That's you a have fun gravity, tag hunter. That sounds fun. Um, so you have gravity drive. Yet somehow you're you need a secret way yep. to get to the space that's in the middle of the map. Right. I'm just not sure the situation where that would be useful. And I also don't know that that situation would for sure come up. Yeah. Your trade off of that is you get one infantry on Mechatol Rex, which is not horrible, but and it's a stall. I'll, you know, and it's a stall. That's nice. It's nice that it's an action. Yeah. I forget that. Yeah. Um, I would say though, it's not good enough to. I mean, I, I ignore it almost. Here's the kicker always. for me: the fact that it requires wormholes then makes it instantly conditional on your slice. If you don't have right. a wormhole yeah, yeah. on your slice, this literally will do nothing for you at all. Mm-hmm. Period. Um, mm-hmm. If you do, maybe it's useful, but like all the reasons Hunter just outlined, it kind of just doesn't. It might not do enough for you. Um, right. The single infantry isn't much. Again, you're only really going to use that as a stall. This, I think, mo- is even more reinforcement of the dissonance of the Mechatol problem that you're going to have, which is to say there's actually no there's no real strong reason. Th- there's one, and we're about to get to it. But beyond hegemonic trade policy, there's no real strong reason for why you want Mechatol all game. The only thing you right. want is Mechatol first. And if you didn't yeah. have hegemonic sure, trade sure. policy, which we're about to go over, you would take Mechatol and then immediately abandon it, walk away in most games maybe well i, I mean I'll, sure the six influence is going to be nice in a lot of games but a lot of times when you can't take the heat so sitting on mechatol probably would be terrible but hegemonic generally speaking makes mechatol very very worth it for you um but again that's another tech you have to get and you're not going to get lazic gatefolding and hegemonic trade policy if you don't have to um, I think Lazax gatefolding is one of those techs that if if i don't see the opening to use it and the opening sounds really conditional yeah I don't know why I would get it. Right. So don't get it unless you see an opening for it and which get it. And just so you know, I've never seen that. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> never seen it happen once. Uh, so the other one is the actually good tech. Uh, it's literally the best thing Winu has going for it's them. It's the best thing they got. Uh, it's, and it is and it is also pretty conditional. Yes. But, uh, so it is a yellow. It requires two yellow. And it is exhaust this card when one or more of your units use production swap mm-hmm. the resource and influence values of one planet you control until the end Pretty of your cool. turn it's cool Pretty the cool. best use of this ability is you get your space dock on mechatol when you build out of your space dock on mechatol you get to flip mechatol into a six resource planet so you get to spend six resources where you otherwise only had one but even more importantly during that step because it's during production you get to build eight units or yeah. 10 if you had uh space dock two um, right. So you get to build a ton of individual plastic on Mechatol when you use production. Which, I mean, the whole thing that makes Mechatol hard to hold is the fact that you can't really use it as a space dock, right. a forward dock. Right, right. It's really no, hard to have as a forward it's not, dock. not useful in that way. So this is um, when Winu gets good with Mechatol, is the fact that they get to actually have a forward dock Mechatol position. Right. And that can be I will say the, the, the more efficient use case um, for it, as compared to how you just described mm-hmm. it, is to have spent Mechatol yes. Rex for its influence. 
And then you can still use Hegemonic on Mechatol Rex, even if it's been spent right. just for the production. Right. You so can always that use that production priority. value. If you've got the resources to build what you want to build and you're you're not flipping Mechatol for the resources and you just need like to fighter spam or infantry spam, right. you can yes. do that. And that is a common occurrence on Mechatol uh, when you're parked yeah. there. Um, yeah. The, the flip side of it would be like, okay, yeah, you could like put a space dock on mirror and do kind of a similar trick, but not really very recommended, not nearly as good. It's fine, but it's like, if you're not on Mechatol, Me- Hegemonic suddenly doesn't really have the value that it would otherwise. Yeah. I mean, again, you can use it on your home system and get, you know, this is one of those situations where it's like, do you get hegemonic no matter what? Because it's the best thing you can get and you're winu or do you only get it when the circumstances are prime for hegemonic? If it were any other faction, it would be like, well, I'll get hegemonic sometimes. But is winu like is do you make a case for like, I have to just get hegemonic every single game? Well, I don't want to get too far ahead of it, but. Tech path wise, I'm a very strong believer of going blue first with mm-hmm. Winu. And then depending on how Mechatol plays out, you're either going to go yellow, in which case we are going for hegemonic, or um, something else like probably green. Mm-hmm. And actually, I say probably, I mean, that's the only idea I have. Yeah. Yeah. It's Somebody could make an argument for maybe a blue red Winu, but go ahead. Yeah. You, you do that. Yeah, I, you have I'm fun. not doing that. Yeah. You go ahead, do that. <laughs> uh, the last thing we have to cover is their promissory note. It is called Acquiescence. Uh, at the end of the strategy phase, exchange one of your strategy cards with a strategy card that was chosen by the Winu player, then return this card to the Winu player. So you get yeah. to steal Winu's strategy card. And yeah. and I think on a, on a faction that had more going for it, this would be an absolutely never give right. this out. This gets whatsoever. compared to Gift of the Prescience, which is Nalu's promissory note Yeah, quite often. Yeah, I, I, w- yeah, I wouldn't say this is exactly on that level but it's definitely in the neighborhood yeah um i personally think and i mean this is a maybe a a point where we might get now the in the video that we're putting out i don't give out acquiescence and i probably talk smack about giving it out in the episode or in the in the video yeah but the reason is because when i when you see the video you'll see that it's actually going pretty good for me (laughs) right overall yeah um so I'm not going to give out acquiescence if I feel like my Winu game is going a direct in, in the right direction. Mm. But if it, it if it isn't, and this is a very like do or die type faction, which is common, yeah, it's yeah, common to I'm be not above die. giving it out. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, in fact, I would say if I did not get Mechtal, we're going to talk about how basically Mechtal Rex is the choke point of your entire faction. So I would say if I don't get it, if I have no route to it early at all, then. I'm definitely not yeah. going to be opposed to giving out anything. I'll sell I'll sell it all. You know what I mean? Right. It's all on the table. Right. This is the kind of situation where ideally you would trade this out to somebody and they would potentially uh, use it the next immediate round or whatever rather than right. the, the, the problem situation is they hold it all game and then they screw you over in the last round to, to take. make sure you can't win. Yeah, yeah. And maybe last, win, win themselves, yeah. but especially make sure you can't win. And that stinks, but also like... You're Winu. Like, you're going to do that to me, really? Like, that. I think that's when you start to pull that card of, like, oh, yeah, you feel big and scary because you, you threatened mm-hmm. the Winu. Like, oh, good job. Wow, what an accomplishment you've done. Right. Like, we did get some interesting pre errata as far as, like, kind of theory crafty ways you could apply this in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a really good one from Imsen where he was talking about basically using acquiescence to do a trade triangle. Yeah. Right. Of like making a pact with two other. It's cool, but a little it's, crazy. It's it's, cool. it's a card that is yeah. Like we're kind of saying, it's your get out of jail free card basically because it is quite good. People will 
in theory want it um and mm-hmm. like sometimes it can be worth an agenda that would like you know there's really scary agendas for you <laughs> that you don't want to have happen and you can and right. acquiescence can be a way to turn the tides or it can be worth a support for the throne given the right scenario i mean it, it really depends like it, it can be worth a lot and um we are not um brave enough as winu to say we'll never give it out uh because yeah for that's sure just not the, the boat you're in because this isn't an Alu situation. This yep. isn't a like I'm a great faction. Why do I need to give out this like yeah. like game crushing thing? Right. You know, it's like I would say it's not as bad for Winu as Stymie is for Arborek. Mm-hmm. It's funny because they're in similar positions, right? Arborek and Winu are both kind of towards the bottom. Yeah. But I would say Stymie is way more like well, now Arborek do doesn't get to, to do gain? anything yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> right. Whereas um, this is just like a choke point bummer yeah, that could be, right. it could ruin your whole game, but it also could just be like a, well, that was kind of a bummer in round three. I didn't really get to pick what I wanted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That may not make or break your game. Hunter, you have a good point actually about it, which is just, if it helps you get the custodians point, it is always worth it. Right. Probably. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd be willing, I'd be willing to, to say that with a, like, a, I'd probably rate that statement about a seven. So pretty <laughs> good. Yeah. Seven. That, and that's for Winu. That's about as confident yeah. as I get <laughs> kind of tops out at seven or eight. I would give this whole guide about a seven or eight on confidence <laughs> level in that I'm pretty confident, but also this might all be wrong. Right. Right. So let's get into like the actual early game. And before we get to even talk about strategy cards, we have to now make the, we, we have been assigned speaker order. We now must determine what, st- what tech we want to start with. So Hunter, what are the, we already sort of talked about, like, it's not really neural. It could be neural, mm-hmm. but that's not really it. So what's, what's the argument between anti-mass and Sarween? So, uh, I'm sorry to spring this on you, but what is the exact timing window for when you pick? If you're playing your... like straight up by the rule book, uh, mm-hmm. which very few people do these days, turns out, um, but like <laughs> just like absolutely to a T by the rule book, it is the last step you take before preparing the objective deck um, okay. and getting secret objectives. So it's literally you will have gathered everything else. You will have determined speaker. You will know everybody's faction. Then you gather starting components, step 11, and when you take that, that's when you assign your tech, and then you prepare the objectives, and then you start the game. So you'll know speaker order, and that's the big piece of information you'll know. You won't know, um, you know, objectives, although I'm not really sure how that would It doesn't make necessarily impact it, yeah. It could, though. I mean, so I, I would say overall, I'm going to throw out plasma because I don't really get the case where you would want to go down red. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to throw out neural, even though it kind of hurts because it feels like neural is committing to a tech path that we are not necessarily going to want to commit to from the onset. So I'm really only considering anti-mass and Sarween. And I would say that for me, it's almost always going to be anti-mass because my early game, my early Graeme, my early Graeme, my early Graeme Winu, my early Graeme Binu is go for Mechatol Rex. Yeah. And if I'm going for Mechatol Rex, that means that I absolutely need to get grab drive um, as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my whole outlook on going for it has to do with where I'm at in speaker order, yep. right? Because there, there are two situations, I feel like, where we get Mechatol Rex. It is... We nab it on round one, which actually happens a little more often than you think. Yep. 
or we're going to be in good speaker position on round two in order to grab it First on round two. Yeah. And the thing is, no matter what speaker position you have, it seems like one of those two could happen. Yeah. If you're in the top three, then hey, maybe maybe you're going to get snag warfare and maybe even get to go for it round one. Who knows? Yeah. Sometimes warfare gets a third pick. It happens. People get weird. <laughs> if you're in the bottom three, well, maybe you'll be first pick next time yeah. and then you'll get to. Um, so I would say the only reason I would take Sarween over anti-mass is I basically have no plan. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm six pick and I know these people. Yeah. I'm not going to get a good it's over. thing or I'm second pick and I know that I'm not going to get warfare mm -hmm. or, the, and the usefulness it, of Sarween round one is purely round one, right? It is just, now I have an extra much. buck. I can, I can, without anything else, I can get a carrier and two more infantry and go take a second planet. I can just yeah. do that, and I'll just, you know what? The rest, sad, you all play your fun little, little game. I'm going to sit in the corner. I would say this. Okay, though. So, again, not to get too ahead of myself. Even in the scenario you're describing, yeah. if I don't get to get Mechatol Rex, which it sounds like if I'm, if I'm getting Sarween, I probably won't get it then my tech path is probably not going to involve hegemonic. Hegemonic is not that good yeah. if you're not going to have Mechatol Rex. That's true. So I might even end up going blue-green. So in which case, well just start maybe Neural. Neural, Like, maybe, you know, you know what? I'm going to bring Neural back up yeah. and say Neural and Sarween are on the same level of just like, you being like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel lost. A long time ago. Anti-mass is the only one that I feel like has like a plan attached yeah, to it yeah. that makes sense. A long time ago, we played a 14.4 player game with Yin for Life. Uh, and I took Neural round one. And I remember people kind of being like, is Matt stupid? And yeah, mm -hmm. that's correct. Um, I yeah, also, yes, that was yes. th that was a game yes, where I rifted he, it round one and lost, mm -hmm. failed the rift. That's fun. Uh, but that was my logic exactly. was like, you know what? Neural, I'm going to rift it. Um, I think I had, I don't remember what I had. I, I may have had Warfare. My plan was like to rift it and then take take it that round because it's a four-player game and things get wacky. Um, mm -hmm. But starting with Neural, I don't know. It's just like this weird hedging my bets and just like assuming I was not going to do other stuff. But yeah, I, I, I agree with that point of like, Sarween is actually only basically useful for round one. Like you, if, if you're not doing the rest of yellow, like you're literally just getting yourself an extra dollar round one, which I'm still going to make the case like Winu is in that position of maybe needing that. <laughs> if it's not, gonna, it's not a great one. My problem with the rest of your strategy, it's not a big problem. I don't actually care that much. Again, this is my one star review of hundreds. Right. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but, uh, but it, it is that uh, you rely on at least getting some money through trade without the trade yep. strategy card like you yes, you yes. require at least a dollar uh from trade to pull well, when we get stuff. to trade i will justify getting yeah, that totally dollar. all I right will, well, i will i will make the case to you so anti mass do or die uh you're playing winu go I'm, for I'm it friend i'm probably anti mass every time yeah okay yeah. and if you want to send us I, your I argument for one of the other three or for yeah one of the other three but uh i i am anti mass all the way basically yeah. cool uh all right well let's let's go through them in order uh, is leadership anything special with Winu? Let's let's just only so talk about you, conditional stuff. When you take leadership, you get three command counters. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> it gets you. It's a good three thing. That's counters. great. It's nothing. So if you read <laughs> the the strategy card, as far as I'm concerned, that tells you everything you need to know. There's no. I can't come up with any <laughs> tricks. I don't think this 
I mean, what? Okay, so besides just standard leadership, you will get to do as many secondaries as you want. Right. Of which there's, you know, depending on your money situation, I would say there's not a lot of reason to expect that you're even going to get to make yeah. good on that many secondaries. Right. It's good that you get to do the secondary politics, get some uh, yeah. get some action cards, because you I can always this... draw early flank speed, and that really changes your game. Yeah, I put this in the, I have no idea why I would do this, like, first or second or third pick, but it's mm-hmm. the consolation prize for being, like, last or fifth or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah, about it. I agree. I agree. Uh, Diplo. <laughs> I got nothing. Oh. I got nothing. Yeah, I don't know. People people have been, I think, extra annoyed this go around that we are like so done with Diplo. Um and well, I don't want to make now. I don't want to make the same argument every single week that Diplo is not um efficient or good, like it's better for the table than it is for yourself. So that's that's just the blanket argument we have to give. I'm sorry that we're not going more in depth, but there's also just no tricks for Winu that utilize. Yeah, there's Diplo. no there's no no early skip that we want to do. Maybe you could make an argument that like, oh, you could take Neural and then get Diplo and then skip to Gravity Drive on round one. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not awful. That's actually sure. kind of cool now that I think about it. That's the best I got. And that yeah. was just, I just pulled that out of my butt yeah. right now. <laughs> so yeah, Whatever. that's it basically. Yeah. All right. Well, give me, give me politics because now we're in good strategy card territory. Okay. So politics is cool. Um, we... Would love to draw flank speed mm-hmm. round one. That would be awesome. We drew a flank speed, um, and also we will be uh, we will have speaker token uh, so that we can pick leadership round two and get that that yummy yummy custodian token before anybody else. There are a lot of factions that are better at getting to Mechatol Rex than we are. Yeah, I was about to ask. Sucks. Are you desperate enough to sell the speaker token? Like, how much do you need money, or do you need speaker order round two more than anything else i mean it's i guess tricky. if the person to your right is an obviously non-mechatol faction maybe you're all right right i mean if it's like i don't know is sorrel in some cases or like it's been hard to talk about selling the speaker faction, token lately because it feels like that is fluctuating a little yeah, bit with people definitely. as far as the etiquette around it so if we're talking the kind of like it, you sell the speaker token for two trade goods but you keep first pick uh-huh. fine you got to have that first pick, though. Yeah. I, I'm not letting... It's so crucial that we make good on blood ties and that we have a good round two yep. or even round one or whatever um, so that we can get to hegemonic and and really take Mechatol Rex for the game, yeah. which we even if we even if everything goes right, could go wrong still. Right. Uh, that's worth saying. Uh, but I do feel like politics checks some boxes, which yeah. is good. Yeah. Uh, construction is. I, I eh? like it. Okay. I I, I like sell it me. a little better than leadership. Ooh. Even I think. Definitely um, sell me. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, uh, crummy start. Uh, generally speaking, we don't have a lot of plastic. Um, if we're not going to end up with Mechatol Rex, then I am going to want to be able to build lots of stuff mm-hmm. because we are going to go. Yeah. blue green right with kind of a carrier two fighter two infantry two type classic focus. yeah we're gonna go classic regular vanilla faction yep um if we do not get back to rex and i feel like if we end up with construction uh depending on so i guess here's what i'm saying is our construction pick is dependent on do we still have a shot at mechatol rex 
round two. Mm-hmm. So where did where did the speaker token end up, or where is it going to end up? Right. So you know, let's say like politics get gets picked third and we're sixth. I might just take construction and be like, okay, we are we're gonna try and reset yeah. and figure this out. Yeah, yeah. In the future. So. I think that's fair. And and honestly, I've been really coming around on construction in general because that, that yeah. early PDS to protect a planet, especially with Winu, who's so susceptible to attacks early, a forward mm-hmm. PDS could go a long way. Um, and the yeah. forward dock obviously is, is going to be useful. I and, and when I say I like it, I mean, I think I just like it just a bit better mm-hmm. uh, than than leadership. Because, it it because, plugs a better hole. Yeah. yeah. I, I, think it, I think it does because if we're, if we're fifth or sixth pick, then... Uh, well, okay, let me describe the situation where I would like leadership better. Uh, if we are second pick round two, and we're gonna, or, or we're likely to be second pick round two, I think mm-hmm. I would rather have leadership because I would rather do a bunch of secondaries yeah. and just be ready okay. to, to make it happen. Got it. That makes sense. Uh, trade. Trade seems quite uh, good. We have this, uh, yeah, trade's we have this 1C2I three resource problem, so money always useful yep. but what else yep. what else is good for trade um so trade uh is going to allow us to get gravity drive for sure we're going to plug that hole uh we're going to have a little bit of money left over to do the secondary of warfare uh but we don't get to do the secondary of politics which is kind of crummy i like mm. trying to get ahead on action cards with winu but eh, that's that's you gotta sacrifice something mm-hmm. um and also we can hopefully and this is again, we're now ta- we're talking about the speaker token meta that seems to be fluctuating sometimes. Hopefully, we can buy the speaker token if politics is going to be the next pick, which does ha- it used to, it, there was a period where it was happening constantly, and now it feels like it's happening a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of buying the speaker token is uh, great. It's yeah. kind of a like checks all the boxes a little bit um, as far as like. We're probably going to get Mechatol Rex round two if we can get Gravity Drive and we can get mm-hmm. a decent uh, strategy card pick. Yeah. Uh, and also, it just helps start plugging the hole of like your horrible start plastic wise. Right. For for me, if we're talking the Magic Christmas Lands required for Winu, this is my preferred Magic Christmas Land. This is the gambit I like to take is the trade, get the speaker token. Be prepared for next round or whatever. Yeah, it's that's, it is wholly dependent on that. Like I would hate that though, meta problem to yeah. take trade and then the next pick not be politics. Yes, yeah. and then your whole plan is basically yeah. My my, you're, my you're trade pick is almost contingent on the next. Per- I'm I'm taking trade and saying I will take trade and you're gonna get some free money if you just give me that speaker token and let yeah. me get Mechatol. Like join yeah. me, friend. Help me help I, me on my quest. Yeah. That's 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 good. I, yeah. th- I think that's a very good deal if you can if you can lock that down. So then it makes mine sense. is more of a meta gambit. Your mm-hmm. preference is with warfare, and it's more yeah. of a uh, regular gambit, like just actually playing the odds, right? Yeah. So what I like about warfare as a pick um, is that if we can make some money off trade, we could possibly do a mechatol round one. If we can't make any money on trade, we're probably still going to do a mechatol round two. Yeah. Uh, depending on speaker position sure. that's the one you got to watch out with for with this yeah um so this can i don't know it's so hard to talk about winu and think about where the speaker might be mm-hmm. you really just have to watch speaker position so much when you play winu in round one and so much of what i'm saying is dependent on if you're realistically going to get that shot at the custodian token but i do like i very much like the idea of taking 
Mechatolrex round one. And all you have to do is get the single dollar mm-hmm. and work with trade. What sucks about this is we're talking about moving forward, moving a trade ship. We can then, I mean, we can't really build at home. We don't have any money if we yeah. haven't traded yet. But if we traded, we can build at home and then warfare and then yeah. take Mechatolrex. Right. So, so. Ra- so turn three or four to mm-hmm. uh, to go ahead and move uh, on to Mechatol. That usually yeah. won't be stalled out by tech. You're probably working with tech a little bit as well. All of this is a little bit of a, it's not a meta gamble, but it's, it's you got to get the table to not actively work against you in this yep. scenario. That's all you got to yep. do. So I, I would say, I was you you asked before how I was going to make the case on how, I'm, how am I going to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not above, if it does not look like I'm going to make the money in order to get gravity drive round one, that's when I start, even in round one, being like, all right, acquiescence, yeah. it's for sale. Right. Like, just trying, because all you need is that one trade good, yeah. and then you can possibly do so much good for your game right. going forward. Now, I, does I'd that even, mean I want to sell acquiescence for one trade good? No. Hopefully not, right. but I I don't know. It's not off the table. Yeah, Acquiescence for tech to not pop turn one. You know what I mean? Like things like that. Sure. If you're in a, yeah. if you're at a really tough table where they really want to hold you over a barrel, that that is what I do with acquiescence is like, really? You're going to okay, we're going to do that. Then fine. Here you go. Here's the yep. good stuff. Yep. Let's do it. Yeah. And also, you know, tech hasn't been I, I, I feel like that situation where tech pops really early, I feel like we're not seeing that as much anymore because everybody likes to trade round one. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of just like you know, unless you get matched with a bunch of factions that can afford tech, yeah, then I feel like this isn't so bad for you. But yeah, you're you're vulnerable. Right. It, you, when it comes to this, you're you're very vulnerable. So you have to kind of plug your own hole there. Yeah. Um, uh, or get lucky and draw flank speed. So basically. what's the so tech is obviously good. We've been talking about grav drive being kind of a mm-hmm. necessity all game, so we can get it for free. What are we That's doing good. with it? Uh we're we're gonna hope that we can get to Mechtal Rex round two. Yeah. This is I would say not. This is a situation where I would probably take trade before technology. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the we were talking um, before the episode about like being first pick is actually kind of annoying as Winu because weird. you're guaranteed yeah. or almost guaranteed that you'll be bad speaker position next game or next turn. right like ne- next round right. you're gonna be in a bad spot which means like warfare is kind of your only take if you're first pick but second pick is actually kind of a more interesting position to be in I agree. and have more yep. decisions to work around you can second position you can actually make sure third player picks politics and sells you the speaker if your first mm-hmm. pick you don't get to do any speaker shenanigans <laughs> unless right. you're taking politics yourself but that's not doing anything for you um i want to posit this little tech goofy thing i just thought of um this is this is again we're playing we're playing window we're talking magic we're, we, we need right we right, need right. The stars yeah, to yeah. align it's all th- very theoretical uh first action play tech Get gravity drive. Yeah. Maybe we stalled some people out of not get other other three resource at home factions. Don't get tech. We slowed the game down a little bit. We made some people mad probably, but we slowed other people down. Second okay. action, trade ship, because we're stalling. Hopefully by our third action, the goal would be that politics will have popped. And if we can get a flank speed off of politics, <laughs> we can grav drive flank speed to Mechatorex turn one or round one. Sure. So there's there's uh, that nugget. This is all you get to do is win. This is the only fun you get to have as a win. This is all. If we can will a flank speed <laughs> into our hand round one, uh-huh. if we can just count. There's four of them. Yeah. 
There's four of them. <laughs> if we can just snatch that guy. So actually, here's what, here we go. Here's what you do round one. Before everyone shows up on TTS <laughs> or in real life, not that we can play in real life, but when that comes back, you go through the action card hand, okay? And you kind of stack the deck or just go ahead and take a flank speed mm-hmm. out, put it in your pocket, yep. okay? Now, whenever you draw a card, you fake draw yep. and you slide a hand to pop the flanks. We keep speed saying it's hand. magic. We, you literally need to learn magic <laughs> to play as Winu. I can't believe we're not even that far into the guide, and I've already basically said like you could cheat. What about cheating? <laughs> Is it, would cheating does that do anything for you? You could try cheating. That would be cheating a fun might way work. To do it, yeah. Uh, Imperial, yeah. no, you're not doing it. Uh, there's no case. Whatever, that's fine. Well, no, that's not true. There is a case. Okay, you got there. The- you can get, you have the crazy mechanism. Somehow you're going to get the flank speed. You're going to no. get enough money to get gravity drive. Here's and you're going to Imperial. <laughs> Here's the case. One. I'll, I'll, no, I actually think, I actually think this is a situation where you make the case. I, I've got a couple things here. Okay. So if by some Hail Mary, <laughs> and then, and then I'm not saying Imperial is a high pick, it's a last pick. By, by some Hail Mary, we draw flank speed. <laughs> And make trade in order to get a grab drive. And yep. in that situation, you just described, that would mean we would get two points, which Woo. is pretty cool. If we don't get that, we get a secret draw, yeah. which is worth noting because one of the things that S-U-C-K-S-S-S <laughs> about Winu is that if we actually do the thing that we're good at, yeah. and we take Mechatol Rex and we take Imperial and we get extra Mechatol Rex points, we do not get... Secret objectives. Yeah, that and that's that. That defeats the purpose of getting points outside of the horse. So race. I actually think it is worth noting. Yeah. I just think the case where Imperial would be good with Winu is a case where somehow you are last pick, but relatively confident that, or you won't be confident, but you're willing. You're you you're pulled the slot it. machine arm. Yeah, and you're saying I'm gonna get it somehow. Yeah, and and you have some sort of weird plan. I'm not even describing what it could be. Yeah. I mean, we know what we it could be, it. and it's just a few things. But yeah, let's just say you you think that could happen. I don't know. Maybe do it. Yeah. I don't know. It's well, not, what's what's a funny, lot of this is like, what do you have to lose? Exactly. Man? Like, just this is the winning thing. That's why everybody talks about if you if you are getting to like build your slice or pick your slice, and and there's a gravity rift on the way to Mechatol, like or you can place the gravity rift on the way to Mechatol, do it. You're Winu. You literally have nothing to lose. You this sucks. You're in the worst Dude, position you can be in. I'm I'm actually more interested in Imperial than diplomacy. I actually feel like yeah. that, that there is actually something to that. You are in such right. a bad position that get a secret. maybe it is worth it to go ahead and get a secret objective. Yeah, that's out of the interesting. Way early, uh, even what, though you're going to give one to the leadership person. So all we've been doing is complaining about the winu. Sure. Yeah. Can yeah, yeah. we real quickly just kind of put a bullet on like all the things that suck about winu, and then maybe we can move forward from there. I think it's I think it's getting to a point where we're like, okay, we've accepted that basically everything sucks, yeah. and there's almost no way out. So I think this guide moves forward with the just we got Mechatol and we did it uh, mentality. Yeah. So so let's just. To finish it off, what sucks about Winu? Why, why are we yeah, complaining so, so much? We've already outlined a lot of things that are less than desirable, stuff about the start and stuff. I don't want to reiterate that all here, so I'm just going to give you something new. There are about three action cards that exist 
that have, we still haven't come up with a good name for this phenomenon, but it's that type of thing. So there's reactor meltdown, destroys the space dock. There's crippled defenses, destroys a PDS. There's disable that disables a PDS. And all three of those action cards, if you don't draw them or don't have a sabotage, that means they're going to be in somebody else's hand, one of the five hands that are working against you. Mm -hmm. And you are, if things are going well for you, if things aren't going well for you, then you don't have to worry about these cards. But you have other things to worry about, like you're going to lose. <laughs> but if you're doing well enough to maybe win, you're also going to have to worry about this idea that there are action cards in the deck that somebody is going to have, and you are going to be target number one for all three of them. Right. And they all, each of, they ruin your game, basically, any of those. Um, the, remember, Matt, the very first time we ever played with Winu at all. I know. You were playing. Oh, I remember them. it. You took Mechatol Rex and someone used Reactor Meltdown on you right away. Yeah. Immediately. The first time I got to see the new trick that Winu had, it was taken away from me the moment I got it. <laughs> right away. And, and I think that is very telling for the situation with them. Yeah. And, and it's just, yeah, it just comes down to, you know, every, somebody is going to draw it yeah. at some point. And, and you are literally always going to be a very good, um, well, not always, but you're either going to be in a good position in which case this is going to happen to you and that's bad, or you're already in a bad position in which case, well, it can't get much worse. <laughs> uh, so that's like a very bad, yeah. you know, concept. Um, we've already talked about how speaker order, the speaker order problem with them round one is really complicated yeah. because they want to do this very specific thing. That's very difficult, which is, I would say, you know what, this is probably a good time to say having a faction where all of your abilities are around Mechatol Rex, which is like, the number one spot on the game board gets you a lot of heat. Yeah. So what we're talking about is a situation where you're not even that good at executing what you need to do. And even if you execute it, your reward is a Iron. lot of heat. Yeah. Definitely. And you're not good at that. Yeah. That's not you good. You can't for stand you. up to heat. Yeah. It's sort of, it's akin to the Sardak nor situation where we are kind of a poor, we're a, we're a poor boy and we've shown up, and we, please, sir, may I have some more? Mm -hmm. That kind of situation. Um, but we don't even have, if things start going well, they can easily shake back. It's like if Sardak gets going, if they stand on their own two feet and they overcome their shortcomings, they they are a, a fearsome, yeah. powerful uh, faction, and they are fun to play. But if, you, if things are going well for Winu, <laughs> It's not, it's still <laughs> it doesn't mean that things can't turn back around, right. you know? Right. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's break down tech. Uh, I think we're pretty much splitting this up into Mechatol plan and not yep. Mechatol plan. And yep. then that's the, like, kind of the last time we're going to talk about the not Mechatol plan because there's just right. no more value in it. If you didn't get Mechatol early on, you are playing vanilla TI. You are playing you are literally without abilities. Playing a faction with almost no, with literally no upside. Yes. Basically. So there's no strategy to employ on a faction specific level. I can't tell right. you how to play that game anymore. It's now it yeah. is up to what are the objectives? What action cards are you drawing? Those are what your abilities are now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only so well, I do want to say this though before before we get to tech path, in the situation where you do not take Mechatol early. Somebody else takes it and they've set up on it. All you can really do is hope to steal it from them. Right. But the problem with stealing Mechatol Rex is that like it doesn't guarantee you anything. Yeah. You didn't get So a not point. only do you have to steal it, you have to like <laughs> like 
you have to like plan speaker order wise so that you can take Imperial in order to get the point off of it. Yeah. It's a mess. It's 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 not well. Good. And the end goal, the end goal with all of it is the idea that you would have hegemonic and be on Mechatol. Like that's right. after the custodian's point. That's the only reason to have Mechatol. The custodian the point is, is the main reason to take Mechatol. And beyond that, it is, well, I have Hegemonic and I'm on Mechatol. So that is kind of cool. That's going to be good. Well, now me. I can throw the tech path thing in there because I want to say that basically the crux of, of the argument here yeah. is that I'm arguing for you to initially go blue, anti-mass and gravity drive, and play into, I'm going after Mechatol Rex. If you get it, if you succeed, we're going blue yellow. Yes. You do not succeed. We are going blue green. I don't think it is worth it yeah. to go after hegemonic on the the hope and a prayer that you are going to later get access to Mechatol Rex. Right. Because even if you do, I don't know that that is going to save your game. Yeah. You are going to have to play the most boring, excruciating game of TI, <laughs> which is finding a way to 10 points with no advantages. Yeah. And it's not like it's impossible, but it's... It's hard. Yeah. That's very hard. Yeah. And I think you're just going to need... The reason I say blue-green is I think still, even with all the changes uh, lately to Tech Path, I still think blue-green is probably objectively the best yep. Tech Path. Right. So I think you just got to go generic. Yeah. You got to go with what works, yeah. basically. And this is the shortest <laughs> Tech Path segment we've ever had. It's literally yep. that simple. It's amazing that it's... I mean, that's, that's just well, all you Well, I would doing. say that, that it, the thing about this part of the guide is that I don't want to lead you too much yeah. because there's not there's not a whole lot to say and I actually feel like we're just kind of in a gray area here right. of like I don't got it the community doesn't got it yeah. if you find something that no if you uh, you know if you find something no one else has found please let us know but I just feel like this is where it is right now right, right. Uh, to, to the, and I think it's where it will be forever I'm I think I'm trying to be fair here yeah. but I I don't think there is some secret winning no, strategy that not. nobody's figured out yet. Um, to put um, it as, as simply and plainly as yeah, possible, it's anti-mass into gravity drive into Sarween tools. If you can skip graviton laser systems, you skip straight to hegemonic, and then and hopefully you can. Yeah, God, that's, I hope that you is can. really ideal. Uh, and then in the upgrade division, you probably do carrier two first, and then dread two, and then you get space dock two if you need the third upgrade. You probably don't get space dock two in any, any other situation. You may not I mean, even could, get dreadnought two. I don't, I don't know if you if you've got the money to pump out that much stuff via yeah. hegemonic, maybe space dock two is right. worth it. But I don't know. I, I don't. It see feels like overkill at that, that point because you're production. turning mechatol yeah. into an eight resource production, making it a ten resource production. Uh, thing doesn't seem to do anything for me. I don't. I don't know why right. I need that. Right. Um. So. So it doesn't seem worth it. So then the alternative is we didn't get Mechatol. We are now playing the most efficient vanilla tech path we can. Anti-mass gravity drive, neural, Daxiv, or if you can skip to hyper, that is great. And yep. it's carrier, it's fighter two, and it's infantry two, and that just makes up the kind of most efficiently useful fleet you can muster. Um, I will say so. So what I like about this tech path is I know it probably hurts not having hegemonic, but it also like we've described a pretty shallow path. Yeah. Like you could feasibly right. um, go down yellow after this. Uh, I probably think at this point it would probably be better just go all the way down blue. Mm -hmm. Literally just try and get the best techs. Yeah, the, I mean that that's actually not a bad. If the tech objectives aren't um, restricting you. If you mm -hmm. get through this much of the game and you haven't been like hurt by tech objectives, yeah, maybe it's just fleet logistics and light wave and pull off more interesting stuff just in general. Fleet logistics is cool for you because you 
you you can if you take Imperial and don't have Mechatol Rex, you could do the like I take I sneak Mechatol Rex yeah. and immediately Imperial. Yeah. But that's also something anyone can do if they have fleet logistics right. that doesn't have anything to do with you being uh Winu. Right. I guess if you're Winu, people can maybe struggle with taking Mechtal Rex back from you. It is nice that every time you take it, yeah. you get a PDS there. I so. would say this is the one use of Lazak Skate folding is a late game situation where like you already got, you got like, you're not rushing for Lazak Skate folding, but like you get fleet mm-hmm. logistics and then you have the wormhole in your slice and you can get Lazak's to take, like to have better access to just jumping on uh, Mechtal at any point. I don't love that. Sure, I'm not, sure. I'm not like saying that's a great idea, but like, that's a world where you can do that. And you get the four uh, four blue secret objective. I might get Lazic Skate before I get Light Wave if that's what my pathway looks like for points. Is like, well, I could jump yeah. to this alpha, get Mechatol, pop Imperial right away. That's a point. I still think, I mean, I'd, I'd probably rather have Light Wave. Even In most cases, yeah. Probably. I would probably only build Lazic or go after Lazic Skate folding if I had to build the faction tech. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what I like about blue yellow is like, we, we can't get screwed over by a bad secret draw there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we could still go all four blue. We could get both faction tech. Um, it, it hopefully, hopefully you take Mechatol Rex and and you get to go blue yellow. Um, because I think blue green, uh, would be, that'd be a pretty boring game. Yeah. It's not, Um, you're actually not having fun at that point. (laughs) Yeah. I would say that even in, in blue green, if you can get a yellow skipping and throw dreadnought two into the mix, that might help you with trying to take Mechatol Rex from somebody else, Mm -hmm. which is hopefully your goal. Um, however, that's like kind of rough. Like that's not, it's not the easiest thing to do if, uh, if things didn't go well for you. I, one kind of point of like possible expansion is the room for a blue red mm-hmm. winu with a yellow skip yeah um i didn't i th- have thought about it um i think there's potential with it yeah. i think there's a lot of factions that now blue red is viable right um i don't know that that is winu because right. i feel like if they don't have um if they do not have mechatol rex i feel like they're better served with infantry two right and things like carrier two things that are just kind of tried and true right good yeah because blue red looks like carrier two uh plasma and mage in plasma's helping your dreadnoughts like you said you want the yellow skip so you have dreadnought Mm -hmm. two carrier two and destroyer two that's interesting it's kind of a conditional fleet so that that's the thing where it's like well maybe it maybe it's up to your game right if if your two neighbors are nalu and sardak or soul yeah, maybe blue red is kind of the way to go because those destroyer twos are going to help you um, quite a bit, uh, right? That that and might then, be the and then having, here. you know, that much bombardment. Yeah, you know what, what's nice is a lot of factions, ha- you know, it takes them a while to take Mechatol Rex and get a PDS. Mm-hmm. And by a while, I mean like a round, but um, <laughs> one extra. But round. you get it instantly. So that's cool. <laughs> you don't have to pop construction one time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I would say overall, I think I think you know what? If you only take one thing away from this tech path discussion, I just think it's blue first. Yeah, maybe uh, what yeah. you do next isn't that important. Yeah, but but I do feel pretty confident in blue first, yeah. anti mass gravity drive, and then after that, like whatever I don't you know, want, man. Like <laughs> see what's going on. Try and try and come up with something. So let's talk about uh, like trading and handling the meta. We've already talked about quite a bit of it. 
um, which is to say you're you're like a Sardak situation where you're begging and you're borrowing and you're stealing and anything you can mm-hmm. get. You mm-hmm. just do what it takes. Uh, we've talked about like acquiescence trading, but the, the I think the last thing left on the plate to talk about is um, especially in the situation where we have Mechatol, agendas, agenda phases are actually kind of a different thing for Winu, right? We had four research or four influence at home, six influence on Mechatol. We've got 10 influence just in the can. Any other planets yep. are extra. Yep. So are we good at the agenda phase, Hunter? We can be. I don't I, 10 influence is not enough to be like, oh, you're yeah. for sure good. If you're, if, if you've had a, if you're spread really thin, which is by the way, very possible likely <laughs> um, because of your, yeah, likely um, maybe that's all you have. That's not good. That's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we're not in that situation, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's reasonably often when will do okay in the agenda phase. Um, so I feel like you have to, and also the other thing that's notable about the agenda phases is that because we are a Mechatol Rex-centric faction, we want to try and get as many points outside of the horse race as possible. And a lot of those points are in the agenda phase. So Mm -hmm. we want to try and work those as much as we can. Uh, Desperate gambits, weird deals that you're making up on the fly, all of it, throw all of it on the table. It's all possible because as we've already described, if things are going well for you in a game playing as Winu, like it could easily turn around. All it takes is one action card to change uh, your fortune. So you need to play kind of like fast and loose. Like you, like you don't have a lot to lose because you don't really, I mean, you're, you're a very brittle faction. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I want to say one thing about acquiescence before we move uh, away from trading. Um, I think, and this has more been eroded than it is from my own personal experience that acquiescence can be used to trade your spot mm-hmm. in speaker order. And that if you think about it in that way and try and get other people to utilize it in that way, I think it can become a little bit more tradable. Yeah. I wish it was a yeah. little more It's the kind of thing you trade at the end of the agenda phase and you're mm-hmm. really stressing the condition that like, I hope that you don't break the non-binding deal of using it this coming strategy phase. Well, you know, I think it's kind of dumb if they do because honestly, like, if you are playing against Winu and thinking like, "Ooh, I'm gonna make this deal with Winu so I can uh, make sure they don't win," <laughs> you're dumb. That's dumb. Really? Like, why do you need to make sure? Yeah. Why do you well, need? And, and also, it's not a foolproof plan because what you're banking on is that specifically Winu is gonna have the strategy card you need in the last round, right? Yeah. That's what you're banking on. It's not like you get to get any strategy card you want. You're not Hakan. You're not a good faction. You don't get right. to do quantum data hub node. You just get whatever Winu had. And so in the last round, if Winu's first pick, they can just be like, well, I guess I'm taking construction, Barfo. Yeah. You kept my acquiescence. Yeah. It did nothing for you. Right. Um, so it, it's not even, you know, necessarily a game winner. So you have something to gain by letting Winu play ball with acquiescence. Yeah. I say that to everyone else that doesn't play Winu. Oh, wait, that's everyone else. So yeah. I say that to everyone listening. <laughs> All of the, we're all not Winu players. Yeah. That's something I learned about the <laughs> no pre-errata and just talking to people about Winu is there is no like, I'm a big Winu I'm guy. A Winu like, those people wanted to, you wanted to be that person, yeah. Matt, doesn't, whenever we first started doesn't playing. doesn't exist. It's not real. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then yeah, everyone kind of hung that, that yeah. hat up because it's just not very fun. There's still Muat people. I don't like Muat. Everybody knows that. Yeah. I'm, I'm famous for it. I, in air quotes, you didn't see him, but I did him. Um, <laughs> Didn't. I didn't even do it. I watched I you. <laughs> I, 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 I barely did it. Okay. 
Um, get, get off my back, okay? Don't <laughs> out me, okay? This is an audio presentation. There's no video <laughs> aspect to this. They don't need to know what's going on. Like, they don't need to know what I'm wearing, you know, later, Ozen. Um, <laughs> do we want to move on to the mid-game? Have I said enough I about trading? Yeah, I, I, the, the, the button I want to put on all that point is, honestly, with regards to the meta, I would kind of recommend people go back to episodes 40 and episodes 41. Those are the episodes we did about winning from ahead and winning from behind. And those are literally the only two situations you are ever in as Winu. And handling yeah. the meta when you are ahead because you're on Mechatol and you're a scary threat is one thing. And not having Mechatol and being a trashy faction Ooh. is winning from behind. So those are the I two like things that. you yeah. should just try to do because that's the that's the boat you're in. I like calling them a trashy faction. <laughs> They're trashy, dude. They're just trashy. Living just in the muck and the grime. They eat garbage. <laughs> they eat garbage. All right. There, man. Let's, let's do the mid game. Uh, so, again, it's Mechatol. We, we, we have Mechatol. That part worked out because if we didn't, we are doing normal, boring stuff that doesn't matter. You're doing the same thing any, anybody would do in the mid game. So, what does yeah. Mechatol winner winu? do i made well, we, it i'm on my path to hegemonic what am i doing with hegemonic mm -hmm. what was the point mm -hmm. in getting hegemonic awesome so first of all we got to make sure we don't lose our home system um it i think in in this situation is okay to like prioritize just building infantry there we're not necessarily going to be staging out of our home system anymore mm -hmm. a lot of times winu can look kind of silly because it'll just be like got my home system uh, maybe I didn't even fill out my slice because I was just on that sprint. Yeah. Mechatol Rex. But now that we're there and we have hegemonic, we can stage there. We can maybe even go after some... Uh, we can either go backwards, maybe like fill out our slice after taking Mechatol yeah. Rex. Round three and um, four, it's like, uh, let's get our stuff back. <laughs> yeah. Or... So we want to we wanna keep Mechatol Rex secure, but we also like, we don't want to literally just have it. Yeah. We want to also be able to pick up a few points like whatever whatever points we can get mm -hmm. would be really useful um so stage on mechatol rex um uh don't just build infantry um in fact i would say try and split your priorities on mechatol rex of like being able to win the space fight yeah and then also like having some infantry underneath um i would say a lot of this is contingent on whether we have a sabotage or not or not mm. as i mentioned there are three action cards out there that they're not even that good those action cards they're like yeah. mid-tier action cards but they will wreck you they will wreck your game they will completely ruin you yeah so if you have a sabotage um i would say we could maybe focus a little more on infantry because it's kind of like okay so they're gonna try and play that on us it's not gonna work so the idea of then locking mechatol rex down and using our fleet to like stage away from mechatol rex we can be a little more vulnerable there mm. if we do not have a sabotage i am trying to win the space battle above mechatol rex and right. even in that situation i maybe not wh what i mean by staging out of mechatol rex is like striking from mechatol rex yeah. to other uh planets in order to score control objectives secret objectives what have you whatever it is that you, you can actually be do. a decent territory can control objective if with hegemonic and mechatol rex again you can have like these in round like four and five mm -hmm. you can have these massive builds where you build anything you want i mean so mm -hmm. much in the middle of the board which means you in theory have access to quite a bit of stuff now if you did like a yep. normal build i mean a lot of times there's like a bunch of single planets around mechatol and then everything else is a little bit further away but you still are in range of almost all of that anything in ring two 
um, mm-hmm. you can get to. Ring three, less so. But like anything in rings one and two, you you are in range of with the with the tech path that we've been going down. Hegemonic and right. and that's why you get carrier two first. Is like okay, now our carriers are going to go wherever we need them to get. Carrier yeah. twos with grav yeah. drive are going to just take our stuff somewhere. Um, right. So yeah, it's it is it's just a really good position to be in with lots and lots of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So start focusing on those control objectives. I feel weird about economic. I, Hunter, do you? I mean, where do you think they sit in like basically every other objective in the game? Uh, I mean, e- economic objectives aren't that bad. Right. Uh, if if you got to Mechatol Rex early, you have uh, potentially a lot of extra resources and influence. Mm-hmm. Um, Mechatol Rex is, and and I know that you cannot use hegemonic in order to score a resource objective. Yeah. So I can't flip Mechatol Rex to being a six resource and use that in the status phase. But what I mean by that is that is six resources that I can use in order to keep up with plastic yeah. while using like trade um, or what have you in order to actually uh, score the point. Right. So the, so the thing I think about spendy objectives that would maybe be kind of a bummer being Winu is that don't we need to spend all of that money on plastic? And you do. Um, but luckily, I think you can kind of utilize hegemonic in order to make that work. Right. Yeah. Um, you either have the influence because you have Mechatol in home, so you can spend eight influence or 16 influence in a lot of cases. Right. Or you have the influence that you can convert into resources so you can save the rest of your resources. I think trade goods is, it, I don't think you're a, a big trader. You're uh, not, I, don't I mean, you're I'm in not. the middle of the board, so maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You got to be, you, you got to play it up. You don't have anything innately there to help you trade but like you mm-hmm. can use that p- position and leverage and all that. that that's why you see the players that win with winu are these like clever r wises out there that like find their way into like you know clever deals and they're just working the whole table because you gotta that that's like your last thing you got left is sort of like right. I'm, hey i'm just you just play up hey i'm just winu what could i do who, who could i hurt blah 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 you uh, you do that you all do, game. do that though yeah you do need to like kind of let you know, people will let you get away with stuff yeah. a little more because they know that inherent. So here's here's one thing that actually works in Winu's favor a little bit in some games is that it'll be sort of like some, uh, uh, other players will be like, you know, Winu has Mechatol right now, and you know what? I'm not going to be able to get it, so I would rather them just keep it. They're yeah. a bad faction. Yeah, yeah. And just like let people think that and let people go along with that. And also, like, we're in the mid-game now, so I should go ahead and say, like, you don't have anything to lose by doing a support swap, especially if you already have Mechatol Rex. Yeah. Like, do it. Go for it. You need you need this to be a nine-point game, right. okay? Right. This is not like other factions where I think it's kind of lame when everybody support swaps. Like, it, it, it does kind of annoy me. But if I'm playing as Winu, I'm I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm going to swap. getting what I can. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, if you can turn acquiescence into a support as well at some point, oh, that would sure. be awesome. Yeah. I mean, get as Go many. Ahead, get again, as we, many we've said it before. Well, let's, of the horse let's race. transition into the late game so we can talk more sure. about that horse race and what what um you know what are we? How do we close this thing out? <laughs> I don't know that there is. I mean, essentially, what we've described here is like a sole Mechtal Rex based um like strategy Mm -hmm. but without any soul abilities to back it up yeah and that's not great but that's where we are yeah i don't have it i don't have another idea here yeah we are literally worse than soul on all counts Mm -hmm. uh we started with less tech 
we have less commodities, we don't get as many command counters, we just have hegemonic. We can build more stuff on Mechatol than Soul can build on Mechatol. Yeah. That's all yep. we've got going for us. Yep. We're not even better at production on Mechatol than like Arborek. Right. Like there are other factions right. that are inherently better at the thing that, that we have to, to like focus our whole attention on in order to accomplish. Yeah, Sar Sar just does all of this without even Yeah. Sar does it all bonking. easily with yeah. no doesn't have to think twice about it. Yeah. I mean, I would say like the Winu Sar matchup, that's miserable. Oh yeah. I, would, I hate I would, nothing more, especially when Sar ends up in a better speaker order than me. Round 1 or round 2, honestly. E- in either situation, we're just okay, you, well this you, game there's is There's got to be like some kind of mercy rule yeah. that doesn't <laughs> allow that. Like that's just that's such a bummer yeah. to have to play Winu against a faction that literally is going to steamroll your only shot. Yeah. Easily. And and can abandon their slice to take over your weekly defended slice. Yeah, Like, exactly, they just counter dude, you at not, every pass. So if they're your neighbor, you're doomed. You're doomed. Yeah. It's over for yeah. you. Um, So that's... Boy, is that it? <laughs> is that well, the, the end I mean, note? I think, like, if we keep going, we're basically just going to say, like, okay, well... Yeah. <laughs> like, we've we're already play said, Brian. Like, don't we're, play If Brian with had Sar, a podcast... Like, can we say that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I'm basically... I'm a second away from just being like, all right, draw Imperial Rider. Like that's, <laughs> you need to draw that. You need to make sure you draw right. from the agenda deck. You need to draw Shard and get it. Yep. Like, I don't, that's not, I can't tell you None to do that. Works, right. You have to try, but that's not, that's not going to just happen for you. I will say this. We have failed to say this. Um, if I am at this point in the mid to late game and I'm playing as Winu and I have Mechatol Rex and I have Hegemonic, my strategy guard pick gets pretty simple. It's pretty much going to be like <laughs> politics, Imperial, politics, yeah. Imperial. I'm just going to try that over and over. And you know what? People are going to push back on that. And, and I agree with the pushback, which is like, you already have the target on your back. Why would you get more of a target on your back? Because you, so here's what, here's how you can leverage it though. So essentially you can choose between like scoring objectives public objectives and taking strategy cards that do that or you can and i've and i've done this before and and i was able to convince people of this and it was true i wasn't convincing them i mean i wasn't lying to them i was like i'm gonna get the mech tall rex point but if you look at my situation i'm not scoring a public yeah so what's nice about that is if you can get a mech tall rex point you know like i don't know like round three or round four like somewhere in the mid game um, what you could end up is in a situation where in the late game, you have a lot of unscored publics, right. but you've kept up with the pack. That's not a bad situation because you're sure. not good at objectives. Yeah. Not you're <laughs> objectively bad <laughs> at objectives. Yeah, I did it. I did it. Ugh. Podcast over. I think yeah, so. I think we have to, we have to now where the, the government is calling and say, we have to stop now because of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that what pun. the government's doing yeah. right now. That's their priorities <laughs> is making sure space cats, peace turtles isn't being too punny. <laughs> that's what's going on. Um, yeah. So, so that that's it. That's what I got. That's all, right. all I got. And you know what? Hit me up. Let me know. Hunter, you got it wrong. Hunter, Hunter and Matt, y'all messed up. I, I y'all got it wrong. What, what, and you tell me how many times you played Winu, and you send me the tapes. <laughs> I need to see the tapes, okay? What we accomplished today, Hunter, is we have each now written a Winu guide. Neither of us ever has to play Winu again. Unless, Never. like, unless Dane finally releases Winu Omega or, like, a bunch of new the stuff Omega that Winu. makes Winu good, we don't have to touch them ever yep. again we're done yep i have 
I, I, I'm putting them on a... Sh- and you know what? No, no, no. I've sent them out to a farm, okay? Oh, they're, no. Winu's on the farm now. Don't worry about Winu. They're on the farm. I know they're not around anymore, but they're out on the farm, and uh, they've gone, and they're playing. They're frolicking with other Winu from other uh, copies of Twilight Imperium 4th Edition, so th- don't worry about them. Don't cry. They're fine. On that note, let's I- transition to some eerie, eerie dynasties errata. We're talking about Root in a TI episode. Let's get on a high note again. Uh... This is some fun errata I have for you, Hunter. Oh, good, good, good. Um, I'm, I'm excited about all of this because it's it's not just like, you guys are stupid and wrong about everything. This is like fun counterpoints that I, I think good, are good, worth good, 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 good. bringing up. Um, so first up is from Lucretiel. Uh, Lucretiel says, this is in re- regards to Hunter. You, you, we, ta- we, we wondered about the lore of why we have these public displays of our decree. Oh, yeah, decree. the decree. What why is, is the, the decree? decree this publicly known thing? Uh, and it's great. Uh, the lore side is related to the theme of what the heck does the decree even rep- represent thematically. I, too, pondered this for a while, and the key was an offhand joke made by Cole during one of his design diaries. When the Eerie has a large number of move actions, but doesn't need to move anywhere, sometimes they'll just move back and forth between the same two clearings. At Leader Games, this is called a military parade. (laughs) This cracked the code. The decree is military bureaucracy, bureaucracy and forever war. When you put a fox card in battle, that is your leader saying, we will liberate the fox clearings from their oppressors, whatever it takes. Slowly, the regime builds up an unwieldy, overburdensome set of proclamations, which must be upheld if the regime is to retain legitimacy. When it doesn't, the leader is deposed and a new regime is established in its place. So we, were, we weren't far off. They are quite literally openly it's the decree they are decreeing they're saying it out loud yeah these yeah, yeah. are the things we will do and we will march in the but i love that military parade as well <laughs> it's like it's not just we're going to move from the mouse clearings it's like well we're having a little we're having a little uh celebration over here and- I, I love that thematically <laughs> that is so genius for them to be unwieldy and do silly things because they promised they will yeah <laughs> we said we would and we will uh we got another one from bot bot here uh for newer players uh this is in regards to potential openings we really only talked about charismatic and uh despot and mm-hmm. bot was responding actually specifically to charismatic openings uh for newer players the builder works really well because it gets them growing their army and moving around early on and can feel more comfortable adding a card to battle and build turn two or three. The idea here being you're focusing on, like we said, what it does to your decree over what the ability is. The ability doesn't matter. We're getting builder because it's very, very safe and we're just going to move and recruit for a while and we're not going to really score that many points uh, and then we're going to suddenly start getting battles and build uh, put into our decree. Plus, if you end up getting craftable cards in your first five turns, boom, you get some extra points. The charismatic uh, requires using battle to counter it to avoid turmoil, which takes some finesse. Also, newer players can... Get a, a can be a little bit less, or newer players can be a little less confident in going out and attacking. I only mm-hmm. offer this because I think it is a more straightforward opening for new players, and I love that uh, kind of point there. Of builder is good, like if it's literally your first game as Eerie, and you don't want to feel like you're on an absolute roller coaster. Start with builder, 
and just kind of get your feet wet and get used to how it feels to put stuff in the decree, right? It's just the safest way to get started. It's maybe not the highest strategy for end game scenarios, but in your first one or two games, it's a way to just understand and learn the functions of Eerie in a way that doesn't lead you down a horrible path of turmoil. I like that. That makes sense. Uh, Marcus the cat also kind of had a follow-up, which was, side note, I could imagine starting with Builder more frequently under the current drafting tournament system featured in the recent streams, where I could ensure my opening hand has two craftables and a bird card. So we've been kind of, us and more specifically members of the community have been pushing um, this kind of drafting system that is getting really close to like in a really comfortable spot. Oh, and I love it. part of that is a... Um, an addition to the rule of you get to draw more cards depending on your drafting order. So if you're picking, if you're like last pick of faction, you get a better hand to pick from. Um, so if you're starting with a really, really good hand that you get to kind of filter out, you could start with Builder because you have the full intent of getting early crafting going. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not nothing. It's there. Uh, the last one is from Lucretial again. Uh, this is This has nothing to do with Eerie, actually, but it's just such a good point that I think it's going to impact future guides so i wanted to bring it up so hunter and i have it in our brains and everybody else does too um there's a lot of interesting statistics about the combat roles in this game but in my opinion there's one that's more important than any of them and therefore worth memorizing as the attacker in battle you have nearly a 50 50 odds you have a 7 out of 16 chance of hitting a three getting three hits As the defender, you have the same chance, nearly 50-50, of getting a zero. The Woodland Alliance obviously reverses this. This is why attacking them can feel so insurmountable. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Mm -hmm. we'll talk about this more when we do the eventual Woodland Alliance guide, but this is part of the idea of the Eerie kind of going on these rampages in the late game is you can pretty consistently roll threes and really steamroll uh, a bunch of the table, which is what makes Despot and Commander and, uh, yeah, both of those two just so good. Dope. Dope. So true. So real. Love it. Um, I'm really good at Eerie, you know? <laughs> yeah, Hunter's very tell. quiet right now because he. I think he's similar with Winu. He's kind of thrown up his hands with Eerie and doesn't have much of an interest in playing them again. I I, I think, so Eerie is a good uh, sure, faction sure. Uh, in a great game. Um, <laughs> I said that like TI4 sucks. TI4 <laughs> doesn't suck, obviously. Um, that would be weird. That would be a weird reveal. Episode <laughs> 145. Where I'm just like, this game's not good. Um, <laughs> I can feel that way after playing Winu. But uh, but Eerie, um, I just, you know, I'm like you, Matt, like how you were when you first started yeah, playing it's Eerie. Rough. I, I was stumped by them. Mm-hmm. And also, like, we've already done the episode on Eerie, so we don't <laughs> so ne- do I don't need to, do? to focus on them right now. <laughs> yeah, that hurdle with Eerie is, is very, very real. Uh, it it yeah. feels insurmountable at times. And then eventually you're just like, oh, okay, no, I get it. I just either did it or I didn't. And, and totally. I have to be okay with that. So um, I want to thank check our... out that YouTube video though of, Ooh, of yeah, me yeah. playing as Eerie. It's uh it's bad. It's, and I do well, poorly. what's hilarious about it is you get into this thing that is actually incredibly rare to see, which is you got into a turmoil cycle. You literally just turmoil turn after mm-hmm. every single turn you were turmoiling because your hand was bad and you were in a bad corner of the map and there was nothing. There was nothing. There's no be way done I could do it. it. It was it was so nuts. Uh, I do realize what I could have done though, mm. um, and I it was just this one little opportunity I had. Uh, to sort of fix my fortunes a mm, bit and just missed it um, but but i missed it Darn. and then i just got stuck in the spiral yeah. for a while so it was nuts 
I want to thank our Space Kitties and our Weird Bears. I want to thank our Weird Bears, Farganus, Brian, Billy, and T.G. Welch, and our Space Kitties, Naderade, Patience is a Virtue, Polyphony Requiem, R.Y.'s, Hippie Peace Turtles, Gaskio, Dark Jutsu, More Tension, and Bot Bot. Yeah. Um, okay, I got some Galactic Council stuff for y'all. Um, the second round of the Galactic Council episode poll for the August 4th episode is up. You have two choices. And it was a tight race for second place, although first place was pretty sizable and uh, already doing well as of recording time. Um, but your choices are This Imperium Life 5 uh, or Partners in Twilight Imperium, where me and Matt give the host chair to our significant others, and they talk about, I guess, whatever they want. I don't know. Hopefully I, I Twilight think Imperium. what we're going to but... do with this one, because it's been doing incredibly well, t- terrifyingly well, um, mm-hmm. I, I think what we will end up doing is turning it into an AMA with our sure. partners. Sure. AMAA. Ask ask them almost anything. Uh, right. And we will we will read through the questions and we will give them questions to answer about I don't know what their experience with this show in Twilight Imperium and their interests that they lack of playing this game. One of them is going to have to say, "Pax Magnifica." <laughs> Katie, Katie has like heard bits of the show and the one thing she routinely hates is that I say that at the end of every episode. I hate it. I know too. you do too, but I when she hears it, it, she's like, hey, your show is really stupid and, and you're stupid for doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny that she thinks that. Uh, so like who likes that you do that? You know what I mean? Like if, if basically half the show doesn't like it well listen significant other my argument like is probably only 10 percent of people ever hear it because most i that's mean what do you do true. when you listen to podcasts when they start to do the i mean right now people have stopped listening because we're doing the rundown and they've already turned yeah. the show off oh well before, no no no. right before y'all get out of here i gotta give you my twitch schedule <laughs> um thursday i'm gonna play root just at noon though i have something later in the day i cannot play two games but i'm gonna play root at noon if i get people together which you know and then i'll play ti4 on saturday at noon ish could be more like 10 i don't know i don't have the group together uh yet Mm -hmm. um but yeah what what actually what's the next faction that we're gonna be talking about we what what do i need to play i think clan asar which is supposed to be one of mine but you you know Uh by all means play a sar game but then after that is yin brotherhood that's what you got yeah you got a yin coming like yin um and then also it's important to note uh that next Saturday is the Fantasy Flight in-flight report, July 29th at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Central. We will be watching that live on our Twitch uh, channel. It'll be just be like, the idea is you'll have like both windows open. Yeah, yeah. And you can just like see us and we'll talk over it as we all watch it together. Um, and yeah, so Cross our fingers. check that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I would love it if you went to Apple Podcasts and gave us a five-star rating and increased the visibility of this show and of Root and of Twilight Imperium and all the stuff that we do here. Uh, give us a rating. Follow us on Twitter at Space Cats Pod. Find us on Facebook, Space Cats Peace Turtles. And find the link to our Discord in the episode description so you can come and give us errata and pre-errata and... Uh, organize games with us and, and all chill, the things that we like do. Chill, just chill, man. You know? Just come and hang out and read Dune with Hunter. Remember when that and was a send thing? Me, send me your Winu plays. I, I would like a Winu highlight reel. You can tag me when you hear about the leaks about the expansion and be like, oh my gosh, does Matt know that the expansion like is... Does Matt people know are talking about, about it? that there's leaks for some sort of Twilight Imperium expansion? That happens to me every single day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I, I, I feel like we should change it to does fantasy flight know? That's the more interesting question. <laughs> Hashtag does fantasy flight know? Does fantasy flight know that this? there's like maybe an expansion? <laughs> there's rumors going around. Let's hit, why not Dane? Let's start hitting up Dane's yeah. Twitter at Creus Emissary know? on Twitter. Does Dane know that there's supposedly a, an expansion coming up? I think we yeah. need to let him know. Well, yeah, why, why is, why, and also, why was it always does Matt know? How come nobody <laughs> is curious as to whether I know? Or not about a supposed leaked expansion. Why? They just know you're not around the Discord as often. They know that if they tag me, I incessantly check my phone for Discord notifications so that I will respond immediately. I don't think that they think that we're two people. I think that's the problem. (laughs) And like, dude, like, it's crazy. I have been, I play, I play with some of these supposed fans. I know. Every week I play with these people. And they forget. And they still call me Matt. They still call me Matt. I'll be playing. I'll, I will spend, you know, Hunter, you six br- to ten hours. You brought hours. this on yourself when you were like, I'm going to get a baby. And like, you, you have blurred the lines so many times of who is who. Well, and- wait, I do have a baby. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're talking about my baby, Molly. Yep. Who's my baby? I have a baby. Thank you for listening to Space Cats Peace Turtles, and thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum.